What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle Cuff! Hey, be American Haves! I don't remember. Did we, when we were doing terrestrial radio, did we, uh, I don't think we did Memorial Day shows, did we? Or did we? You know, I... I remember we came in on one day. Yeah. And I was like, why are we here? Was that Veterans Day? <laughs> Maybe. I do remember. I feel like on Memorial Day, I ended up doing like a baseball show with Dickinson or something. Like yeah. From like 10 to noon or something like that. But You know what I've realized, guy? I, I struggled to remember like two years ago, let alone like five. It's just like, you know, just sad. I just almost just blank out on parts of my life. Like I don't even know what happened. Well, I know there's other things you have good memory for. It's just whatever's important, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. Things that were unimportant, like... Cause I remember, I remember having the emotion like, "Fuck this! Why am I here?" But uh, I don't quite remember the details. Yeah, I, that that last year of terrestrial radio, probably like eight months, I, I've just kind of blanked out of my <laughs> uh, of my life. I'm in a happy place. Yeah, I remember some of the highlights. We've 1, told the story about percent. the round table, right, on this podcast. Have we told that story? I don't know if we have. I don't know if no, I don't know if we ever have. Now that the Raptors are playing the Warriors in the finals, I think the story can be told, right? You you want to tell it really quick? Yeah. Just open the show with it. Okay. So uh by start, the end start with you were a malcontent and I just followed your lead. <laughs> I was uh uh we we were complimentary malcontents. Like we each had our own thing, you know? John would say things that would make other people on the air that would make people complain. Like, specifically the Raiders, right? And then we were told, like, ease up on the Raiders. And then I would, I was, I feel like, tell me if this is wrong, I was more difficult, like, behind the scenes. Um, not with everybody, but with specific people. And our boss in particular at the time. Canada, oh, Canada. And so what happened was they created this, um, this, this like, lounge area or work area. Well, I think a, I think a lot of like uh, startups do these open seating, uh, you know, general work areas where yeah. everyone's just kind of looking at each other. Right, right. Which, in theory, I guess makes some sense, and uh, there's sure there's been studies. But I think the way we thrived, and we had produced numbers for years, you know, we had a resume of success. 
we're like, you know, we don't do well with a lot of other people talking when we're trying to get the show ready. We just want some peace. It, it was just yeah. more on the basic of we just want some peace and quiet when we're getting the show ready. Yeah. We want to close the door to the office that we had an office. It would be you and me and our producer off, at this point in time, Derek Papa. Sometimes. Yeah, we're not fucking playing tiddlywinks in here. We just trying to get a show produced for when the time comes. And it was one of the. It was a small office. It, it originally belonged, as far as I knew, to the Rice guys, and it had like three or four, three desks in it and some chairs. Yeah, and they wanted us to move to the main area where the boss's door is wide open and people are walking by. Ah, did you see the game last night? Ah. And uh, and so they wanted us to move out there to what? What did they call it? The um, sports hub. The sports hub. Yeah. And uh, we just see, refused. I, I, do to, have, I do have them there. Yeah, see, it's coming back. So we just refused to move out there. They'd be like, oh, you guys, we'd really love to see you guys out there in the hub. Like, nah, we're good in our own workspace. Why does it matter where we prep for the show? You know, it's not like we're refusing to do the radio show from the studio. We just our prep is going to be done in a certain way. So one day we walk in to our office and all the desks are out of there. The chairs are out of there. And they've all been replaced by this giant round table that fills the entire room. Like, the room's not that big. Well, it's, like, it's something that would be at, like, a Thanksgiving where you could seat, like, eight kids at the it, little kid's it, table it and just sit them around. It is a massive table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is huge. And it's round, and it's just, you got to, like, squeeze around it to get to a corner where there's a little space. And it was a way to try and, like, bully us out of the room. <laughs> so, we did not go to the hub. We refused. We I, went and I got chairs and dragged them in there. I remember I telling Derek also, Papa, like, Derek, we're going to be in here. And Derek's like, oh, no, here we go. The last couple months, I mean, we had the, the amount of respect we had for the institution couldn't have been any lower. And I'd say it's been justified over the last several years. You, I can't remember what the verbiage was, but printed out some, like, motivational <laughs> signs. But yeah. they were kind of, like, sarcastic. Yes. And put them around the building mm -hmm. and taped them up. And no one them. No. Do you remember what was on the sign? Yeah, so there were, there were two mo fake motivational posters I put up, and they were there until the company moved to their new location because uh, uh, we had some moles in there that would send me a photo every few months, like, still what up. What was on the sign? So there was one, um, there was a story that a 95.7 host was in the midst of a contract negotiation, and this person left 95.7 and went to KNBR. You can do the math. His on name, that. yeah, his name rhymes with Mund, and the story was that during the negotiation, Lon the, Jund, John, Lon Jund, that somebody, uh, the person, his his direct boss at ninety five seven could not be reached because he was on a tour of Alcatraz, and so after that happened, I put up a sign that said that had a picture of Alcatraz, and it just said like "Be the Rock." And I just put it up on like one of the, there was like a pillar in one of the hallways or something. And it just stayed, it stayed up and everyone kind of, a few people knew what the joke was. And then the other one, <clears throat> there was a lot of talk about partners. I don't think I knew, I don't think I knew that joke to be honest with you. Uh, you just thought it was a motive. Then the other one was about like, you know, we got to protect the partners. And that came up a lot with Middlecoff because yeah. the Raiders were a partner of the radio station and Middlecoff though, was criticized though a, the partner. Though, though a partner that lost everyone money and was bad for business. Think about that. You know, it's one thing like, hey, listen, Jerry Jones, our partner. The Cowboys are good for our business. I get it. The Giants are our partner. My always thing was, listen, so you want me to be fake about the Raiders, who you tell me don't even talk about because no one really listens, talk about the other team. Yet we, it was just such a weird spot to be in. And it was an uncomfortable position. 
when you work for dumb people, they they they, struck, they couldn't even explain it because they didn't quite know. It was just, it it was one of the lowest level things that we can ever will ever be involved in, hopefully. And no one really understands it. I think even to this day, except like us and like seven other people, right? It's just, and, and we all, I think most people listening, have probably been in a situation professionally in their life where you just want to leap out of the building. <laughs> And, you know, who knows? You may be in a company that's doing like $500 million in business where everyone like around town's like company X. That is the standard. And you're like, this fucking place is nuts, you know? <laughs> and But you can't describe it to anyone else because you're like, oh, you're San Francisco. You're on the radio. You guys are crushing. No, you guys have an NFL team. You have a Major League Baseball team. You're getting the Warriors. Like this place is a disaster. It's like, it's like the whole place is on fire and the firemen are on vacation. And so the other sign, it was two cowboys riding into a sunset. And it all it said was like, it made no sense. It said like, partners do what partners do or something like that. You know, it made no sense. But it just looked motivational. <laughs> or like, I don't even know what. But I put it up and it stayed up for years. For years. Be yeah. the partners. Yeah. I'll never partners forget. Partners do what partners do. I'll never forget. Pretty anticipatory Raider season. Jack's first year, they uh, some hype on them, like they could be a lot better. You know, Derek, Khalil, they just drafted Amari, like this could be the year. People forget the Bengals, like peak Marvin Lewis, the second iteration of them, like post Carson Palmer, like 12, 13, 14, were fucking good. 15, they were loaded. They came they into the, the two, Raiders. They had the two tackles, right? Oh, yeah. They, they, and they just, A.J. Green, Eifert. Pac-Man, Vontez was young. Their D-line was huge. I mean, they were they were a legitimate Gino, playoff yeah. team. Yeah, they were good squad. But it's like, can the Raiders flex their muscles? And I, it was one of was that your first post game, like regular season, or was that the second yeah, year you? No, did I it? think it, I think it might have been my first ever post game show, and everyone's fired up, including myself. Yeah, it was. I don't even remember what the final score was. If you just watched the game, I swear to God, you felt it was seventy-five to nothing. It wasn't. It would have been like watching when Alabama plays like Southern Miss or something. I mean, it's, it wasn't even a fair fight. We were sitting there the next day, kind of bummed because we're like the Niners sucked at the time, and we had hyped like hopefully the Raiders be a playoff team and this would be good for our business. And we realized early on like this was a disaster. Remember, Derek tried to stiff arm Pac Man right, and hurt his right, thumb. That's right. And just got just blasted. Amari got his head slammed. On the uh, by Pac Man, right? Pac-Man. I mean, Pac Man was just blasting fools. Again, it was just a muscle flex. Like you don't belong on the same field as us. So, I mean, the I'm not going to deny the people what they want and start blasting them after the game. Well, we get a call early Monday morning. Pop Derek Papa looks at me and like, do you have the copy of your post game press conference or your post game show? The Raiders want it. I'm like, what? They're like, and obviously it was their president. They wanted to go minute by minute and listen to like, what did you expect me to say? Like, things are gonna get better. I mean, it was a Jamal. It was, I, I can't even describe what the game looked like being there, but it was it, it was worse than you think. And that's when I knew that, that's when times got rocky. <laughs> and that was early, you know. That yeah, was the like, irony is when it was all said and done, Greg Papa, Greg Papa, like the vocal heart and soul of the writers wasn't at the the press conference to introduce John Gruden. Guy, Greg Pop ultimately got fired. That tells you everything you need to know. For a guy that 
I've met a lot of humans in my life involved with sports. Like, I swear to God, and I disagreed with him on ultimately what he got fired on, but I'll go to my grave thinking this. I never met Al Davis, but I've never met a human that truly, to their core, the Raiders meant more to. I'm being honest. I mean, have you? I mean, truly, like the Raiders, what this team means, being kind of optimistic when you probably shouldn't be because you love them so much, kind of like a kid. They meant so much to that human. It's kind of crazy he's doing Niner games now. I know. Like, I, I I don't see how at his age and his wealth the Niners will ever, ever get close to what the Raiders meant to him. And that's not like – and even the Niners. I mean, it's just, just unique what he was a part of. Yeah. And the thing is, mostly he was a part of just an embarrassment, right? Because really from like 04 till about 14, 15, they were the laughing stock of the league. So he got, I feel justified as everything that happened. Like, yeah, you know, if you're going to fire Greg Papa, I mean, fuck. Right. Anybody's on the table. Right. But, but again, that's part of the reason they were always made fun of. Right. Like you guys realize you just fire, like that doesn't solve any problems, you know, luckily the NFL, and this is what I always say when people are like, Middlecoff, you said the writers are broke. Yeah, I mean, every team gets free money from the NFL. It's why it's the most lucrative, arguably one of the most lucrative businesses to be involved in as an owner because you're just grandfathered in to this $250 million check at the beginning of the season, whether you're Jerry or Robert Kraft carrying the ratings that's generating all this money or you're Mike Brown or Mark Davis doing nothing. You know, it's why the it's why the business is worth so much. To these so, guys, you're guaranteed a cash flow check. Are you are you trying to lead me to the article in the Winnipeg Free Press, John, about the uh, Canada pack the the Raiders Packers preseason game? I actually, before we get into the NBA Finals, let's hit on that. Okay. What about our friends at Sleep Number? Yeah. What about our friends at Sleep Number? Maybe you've considered a Sleep Number bed, but you thought you couldn't afford one. I can understand, but can you really afford another restless night's sleep? There's never been a better time to save on proven quality sleep. During the Memorial Day sale, a Queen 360 smart bed starts at only $9.99. Well, Guy, you know this better than me. So many couples disagree on mattress firmness. You've had one individual sleeping next to you uh, consistently yeah. now because you're, you're a married yeah. man. The person who sleeps with you, they, they don't get a say. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they don't. And they're not it here for the big, sleep. It, it is a big deal. You know, because it's not just week. You sleep in Monday through Sunday, right? Every night, and we don't all disagree. I, I know personally, I like a little bit firmer of a mattress. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you stand, but right. I, I know some people that like kind of more of a poofy, fluffier uh, mattress. Again, it's all preference. There's no right or wrong way to sleep, right? You just want to get a good no, night's sleep. No, John, there is no mattress firmness shaming here on this show. No. And there's what do you none- go with? You like firm or fluffy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very firm. Very you like fir- you like like uh, hardwood floor? Firm? Yeah, I like I like to sleep on a board, John. God. Yeah, me and Eastwood probably. What what, what, what is Alyssa like? A Alyssa softer? likes a pillow top. Likes a soft yeah. pillow top. Yeah. See, uh, that's I, I pillow top. It's hard to. I'm not a pillow top. Little, guy. little too like you feel like you're you're flailing. Yeah, it's like a close to a water bed, but some people yeah. love it. Sleep number three sixty beds are so smart they sense your every move and automatically adjust to you keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. It's been ranked the highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power. Come in during the Memorial Day sale and save (laughs) $1,000 on a new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition smart bed for temperature balancing comfort 
at an exceptional value. Guy, you only find Sleep Number at any 575 Sleep Number stores, 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Yeah. Find the nearest one for you at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Guy, that's sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. All right, John, NFL preseason game. I don't think this is final, right? But the report is that the Raiders will potentially play the Packers in Canada in a game hosted hosted by the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I think that's the team that uh, that plays the uh, CFL team that plays at IG Field Instagram. Is that, where Tra- is that where Travis Brown coaches Winnipeg? Instagram has a field. Uh, yeah, that might actually be. Yeah, feel right. like uh, feel like he does coach there. That that sounds right. Linebacker uh, coach. Yeah, uh, IG Field, John. Um, do you think is this is one of the Packers home games? Uh, no, because you know the great part about playing the Raiders. If you're going to play the Raiders, you go, where are we playing this week? Well, it could be in Oakland. It could be in Mexico. It could be in Europe, the UK, Brexit. It could be in Canada. could be in China. could be in Japan. That's a one. When you play the Raiders and you go, oh, should we get the, uh, the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco? You can't do that immediately because you got to call the league and go, where is this game? Because it could be anywhere, guy. Well, in, in the, the case of this one, John, it, it could be closer to you than it is to them. I would imagine that Winnipeg is eleven a hour drive flight for Green Bay than it is Oakland. Right? It's an eleven hour drive, from what I read, from Green Bay. Yeah, so it's probably a couple hour flight, meaning that it's a five or six hour flight for the Raiders. The why? I mean, the Raiders. I don't know, man. I just. People are like, stop kicking them while they're down. Listen, has there ever been a team in NFL history? You guys sound too happy when you talk about this. Yeah. That has moved more times than the I mean, the Raiders just always move. They're just they're just a team on the move. They're just they're just a team on the move, man. I, I get this. I saw a picture yesterday. I guess it was a WNBA tip off. Does, does Vegas now have a WNBA team? Oh yeah, the Aces. Yeah. So well, well, Mark was sitting courtside. Yeah. He's sneaky as like Harbaugh, just wears the same thing every fucking day. Right. The white jeans and the white long sleever. But it's not like a white, like, dry fit shirt. It's like one of those old, like, from the 90s cotton shirts, you know? It's just like a, you know, cheap cotton shirt. I get missed. Like, he's local. just out there supporting the community. I'm not, that's not sarcasm. Like, he's going to the WNBA games. Like, oh, he's 100%. just. 100%. Yeah, I think he's. I, that's sincere. I mean that. Like, I, I, I like I, that. I do too. I mean, I, I'm not giving him shit. I actually am jealous. He doesn't even have to think twice about when he dresses. Just boom, boom, he's gone. We've been, like people don't get it. I I think. Uh, I, I, and I don't like. Hate, like I, I love Vegas, and I like. Yeah, Mark. I every interaction I've ever had with Mark has been very, very positive. I always enjoy talking to him. I haven't talked talked to three owners in my life. Like two and a half. I don't even. I mean, I've said hi to Jed. I've never really had a conversation. Yeah, it'd probably just be two. Like I've had m- the most conversations by far with Mark Davis, even more than Jeffrey Lurie when I worked for the Eagles for three years in an office down the hall from his office. And Mark's cool as shit. Now, whether he doesn't like me because I was hard on the right, I don't know. I, I never had an issue. He actually never said anything to me. No, now, I, Pop- I don't know that he has an opinion. Greg Popovich told me that he got mad. Oh. 
when they were 0-13 that I said that they should hire uh, Jim Harbaugh. But Well, but look, getting mad about something is different than hating somebody, too, right? Yeah. I think people think that I hate Mark Davis. What's what no, I'm saying? I, like, I, I don't... I, I actually, again, totally like him. I think what? his president, the guy he depends on, questionable human being for sure, and not someone that I would depend on to run my franchise. But Mark Davis, always enjoyed. Do this, enjoy. This has become an interesting Memorial Day podcast so far today. <laughs> it's like the airing of grievances, apparently. Is, uh... You feel good about America? Do I feel good about America? Yeah, you know, it's just today's like a good day for America. Oh, yeah. You know, I saw, we were, um, as you know, I was out at the Treehouse on Friday, John, at the Coliseum. Mm. And I saw a man, I was getting... I almost thought, like, at about 3 o'clock, should I just get an Uber down there and drink? I tried to tell, I told you what time you could meet me out there, you didn't reply. Did you? If I didn't actually send it, I thought about sending it. Um, But there was a guy there who, older man... And uh, 79 years old. And uh, he was wearing a they were play, If they were playing a better team, I honestly yeah, might have. I didn't have thing. anything to do. But I, I do like when you, you see a guy. I, I really appreciate when you see a veteran wearing. Now, obviously, Memorial Day is for those we've lost. But you see a veteran wearing the hat that says what they did and where they were. Um, one thing I've learned is they're wearing the hat. So you come up and say hello to them. Uh, I think they appreciate that. And you always get some out of the conversation. Um. Well, did you see today there was like a, I think maybe the women's national team was playing like a friendly. No, soccer. I love, I love dropping a good friendly. That's good, yeah. And a World War II vet who was 95 years old played the national anthem on a harmonica. No, I did not see this. Because there, there is a group of men, like there can't be that many men relative to what the number was 10 years ago that fought in World War II still around. Like we're ten years away from them just all being gone, right? Yeah. The, the, just the the numbers, you well, know, the age. Well, think about it. Like when you hear somebody's born in nineteen twenty, like we were born at the end of a century, right? A lot of people listening maybe were born at the end of that century. We don't know. Like your grandparents were the people that you knew that were born in the twenties. Like we're going to be part of a generation in the in this century where it's like you were born in nineteen in nineteen eighty five. Like it's going to sound like eighteen eighty five. Well, imagine once yeah you're in like two thousand forty, right? You know your kid's like fifteen. Like God, you old piece of shit. <laughs> you are going to sound old. You're right. But that's not what, that's not the point you're making. That but, are, yeah, just well, but you know what I was thinking about, John, is obviously there's constantly we're people are are, are lost all the time in the military that's part of the risk right but when you lost huge swaths of the population in world war ii in korea uh it's like the era where everybody just knew like nine people that just disappeared right you had vietnam you had a draft like this is the world is like this country for sure uh there are still people losing their lives or fighting for their lives every day there's no doubt but like when you had just we were drafted and nine people from our high school were killed or more. Well think about think about this in World War II. What was on the line? Yeah. The world. Right? Because right. his game plan, if all went according to plan, he wanted to take the whole motherfucker over. And you can argue, did we get in? We didn't really get in until people started messing with us. But ultimately once we got involved, it helped, you know, take him down. But also we had kind of two things going on because we were over in Europe. But also messing with Japan, like my grandpa was didn't go to Europe in Germany. He was fighting the Japanese. So it's like 
you're going both sides. And my and then my and I know your dad was obviously involved with the military, right? You were moving around when you were young. Mm-hmm. I know my family, my dad's brother, both of them went to Vietnam, but my dad's brother went first and he got killed, never came home. So my dad never had to go. But like, Didn't he die like on the way back or something crazy yeah, like that? Yeah, he, di- he died in like a random, like an ambush, but he didn't get killed by a bullet. He got killed because he was like hiding. They were all kind of like trying to avoid it and the smoke from the engine like suffocated him, you know, oh. but again, like that, just that moment, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, my dad was more old school. We didn't talk about this openly, but it kind of changes your family. You know, yeah. I mean, he lost his brother, never came back. His David was married. So wow. I mean, his wife never got, and just kind of, it's just nuts. But again, like the military values, I just think you relate to too. Like there was just, couple basic things in my home that hopefully I carry to my kids just about like, and I still feel this when I tell someone I'm going to be there at a certain time, whether it's a serious meeting about a business or even it's kind of like today's cool in the back of my head, I got a little Tom Coughlin in me. I'm very, very insecure about Tom. Like if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be somewhere. And if I'm a little late, I always like feel terrible. Yeah. Now there are other things with that you. I don't care with me on that, but that's just something that's very militaristic. Yeah. That just, you know, it's crazy. So, uh, on the NBA Finals? <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, you know, you talk about it forever. You talk about that forever. Um, America, Canada, battle lines drawn. Uh, NBA Finals, John, when did you learn Toronto has home court for the NBA Finals? I, I wonder what percentage of people, like, going in, <laughs> like a month ago, knew Warriors... And whoever, if it was the Raptors, it'd be in Toronto. I had to text someone because I knew the Bucks had it, but I didn't know the Raptors had it. I also didn't really think much about. It. I didn't even, you know, it was one of those where you didn't think it was going to matter. Yeah, just some series like it really matters. This is one like whatever. Yeah, if it was the Rockets, you knew the whole time who had home court. Yeah, it was a big deal to me. It was a big deal in the West. It meant nothing in the East. I in a weird way. I, I don't even know if the Warriors are playing the better team in terms of for them. Like the, the Bucks probably just present a little more challenge challenges than the Raptors won't, though the Raptors are a better team than the Bucks. The Raptors kind of do defend like they do have good individual defenders, right? I mean if we try to talk ourselves into it. Would you feel better if it was the Sixers? Would you when yeah, I say just, better, I mean got, just yeah, if you on edge. Me, that would be the toughest series, just because one, if they were in the NBA finals, that city would be on edge. <laughs> That'd be it'd be on full tilt. Plus, they'd be an ultimate. Like the Raptors are very happy to be there. If it was the Philadelphia 76ers, it would be a, just like a, an entire city against Goliath of just in fuck you mode. <laughs> the amount of shit they would talk about just the Warriors and what they stand. It would be awesome. There would be legitimate hate. Where you're not going to feel that this way. Plus, they just guy they had. They got some blue chippers where I think when you look at the Raptors, you go, they got one. I mean, a blue chipper might even feel like underselling Kawhi at this point. That's no, the, they got a bunch of good players. Yeah, I mean, what, what I'm looking for, and this is how we view this, right, is we're just looking for a reason to kind of make our, talk ourselves into being on edge for this series. Um, to do a Warriors sweep? I mean, I, I don't think that's inconceivable. Well, what's more likely? They sweep or it goes seven? Sweep. 
without Kevin. Do you know what's crazy, guys? Kawhi is not 100%. I know. Like I, I don't think for as great as in much as he's dominating, the Raptors have 0% chance of upsetting the Warriors if Kawhi is not one. He can't be limping around against the Warriors. He could pull that off against Brogdon and Bledsoe shitting down their leg. What do you think Ron Adams has been doing for the last 48 hours since that series went final? Do you see Steve, who he was eating dinner with last night? Pop. Which I would imagine was in the Bay Area, right? You would think, yeah. Well, I guess, it, yeah. Last you know night? Cr- <laughs> I yeah, thought it was last yeah. Maybe it was yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I saw on my Instagram, girl I follow, here's, was, in, uh, was in Napa. Steph was there eating with Aisha and the family. Well, I followed Draymond. It looked like he was at Ruth Chris last night in Walnut Creek. So, the, I mean, the players are relaxed, but I do think the coaches these last couple of days, I would imagine that the Warriors got together as a team this morning and, like, kind of get the game plan, right? For- it, if they were to lose this series without Kevin, would it be one of the great NBA Finals upsets ever? Well, just looking at the line, you can get the Raptors right now plus 230 which doesn't feel that nuts. But I guess it is the NBA Finals, so are the Lions ever going to be like a 10-to-1 underdog? It shouldn't be that way. You well, know? yeah, yeah I mean, at the, end, at the end of the day, you go, well, Kawhi Leonard's one of the greatest. He's one of the best players in the NBA today. Even her, I, he's I think special. The, I think the Cavs last year were like plus 500 okay. when the series started. And I don't got, mean would this they, they be? I, I don't mean is this one of the big upsets? I mean if the Raptors were to pull it off, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um. But I, at the end of the day, they got Kawhi, and I do think they're a good team, and they played. They got individual. They got d- d- good defenders. Like, you know, he's, ex- ha- he's having one of the most remarkable playoffs we've ever seen in NBA history. Like literally, statistically, guy, it's amazing. I just his his series against the Sixers literally was the most remarkable statistical scoring performance in NBA history. He averaged like almost 60% and averaged 37. I, I, I do think what makes Kawhi a little unique for the Warriors is LeBron, they didn't get to see that much before they started seeing him like in the finals, right? They didn't play him that much. Uh, and they've only played LeBron since so they've been in the finals. Like Kawhi, they are used to playing him, right? They saw him a lot with San Antonio. Now, granted... They played San Antonio last year, right? One eight in the first round. He didn't. Not only did he not play, he didn't even show. Yeah. And then two years ago was the questionable leg leg under swipe thing by Zaza that knocked Kawhi out. And if you remember, they were getting their ass kicked in that game. Mm-hmm. But I just think they have like years of they play the Spurs three or four times a year, right? So that's not he's not uh, in the NFL. You know, if Mark Bedane would have told me, the Bengals were an uncommon opponent. We just weren't ready. Like, okay, the uncommon opponents. Like, Kawhi is not an uncommon opponent. But the Kawhi's, Kawhi's line against six games against the Bucks: 30 points, two steals, four assists, 10 rebounds, 40 minutes a game, 45%. And 34% shooting from three. His series against the Sixers, 35 points, nine boards, four assists, uh, 54% from the field. And he's averaging like almost 90% shooting free throws. The good motherfucker is dominating. Dominating. 
That's what, so does that is that enough to excite you for this series? No, because I don't think you can do it on your own against the Warriors, as we've seen with LeBron. LeBron's greatest triumph came when he when his sidekick kind of, you know, matched him almost. Remember game five and six when they came back, I think Kawhi went 40 and 38 or something. And then he hit the game winner in game seven. Like, who is Kawhi's sidekick? Let's just say he stays at this. Averages 30 against the Warriors and 10 rebounds and five assists or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who else is getting them 20 a game? Fred Van Vliet, baby. Well, since he had Fred Jr., he's been hot. Yeah. He came out, what, he hit like six threes in that first game back? What do you think about Kyle Lowry's body type? A big fan. I am too. <laughs> big fan. My mom used to order uh, out of the JCPenney catalog for me when we lived in Turkey on the Air Force Base there, Injulik Air Force Base, and the sizes for kids were, they were like descriptions. They weren't like small, medium, large. And my size was husky, and uh, I wanted—I like to think that maybe that was Kyle's size too when he was a kid. I tweeted that Kyle Lowry's body type is like the third-string running back for an NFL active game day roster that only plays special teams. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, he just—he's not a defined guy. He's got that little blubber on the underarm right there that you know most of us have. You know, when you're not skinny. Yeah. I just can Marcus Saul is not going to be able. Marcus Saul looks washed. Serge actually, I mean, I remember the series you and I went to a bunch of those games back when he was on Thunder. He was excellent against the Warriors. Yep. Siakam is a guy that gives the Warriors problems, like that type player. But who else? Like Van Fleet? Yeah, Norman, he might have one. Norman game. Powell give you seventeen minutes. Yeah. No, I understand. I'm with you. I, I'm just John. I when we get to these types of things, I'm just looking for a reason, and I, I, I do think it sets up. And you made this point to me. Before we started, we'll talk about Kevin in a minute. But um, well, well, I'll hold off on. I'll make well, this you point. Know, you talk, know I'll talk about Steph. Good, when we talk about Kevin. But. You know where you get pretty good value right now, though. Not necessarily the series. Steph, MVP? game one. No, game one is a pick'em. Interesting. Do you? I like that this series is starting in Toronto. Just something different. One hundred percent. I'm. I'm happy it is. I, if you told me, I think this would make it interesting, and this would suck because I guess Oracle's going away, but. Every game was in Toronto. <laughs> that would be interesting. Like, I, you know, I know that wouldn't be fair, but I just that would get me going. That would get my juices flowing. You Wait, know what? Right uh, now, does this go five? Yes. Six. Uh, Kevin's not playing any games. Well, do do the to me if you think it has a chance to go six. The Raptors have to win the first game. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but I, I'm going to lean five. So do you think the but, Raptors win this first game? But the margins were skinny the way they uh, – the Warriors have been off for so long. Well, you think I don't know if they're it's not going to win bad. game – to me, they're not going to win game two if they win game – like they got to win game. Yeah, at, at worst it's 1-1. But, I mean, hey, the Raptors were just down 2-0, came back and won the series. Yeah, but they were down 2-0, they went home. If you're down 2-0 going to Oracle, that'd yeah. be a No, no, no. I'm saying if the Warriors were down 2-0 is what I was saying. But, no, I, I think it's five-game series. What do you think? If the Warriors are up 2-0, would you say this has sweet potential? Yes. Even if the games were tight? Yeah, but, well, yeah, of course it has sweet potential. But the war, you know, they, they like to they just play with fire. I do think you just get a little more. I, I agree you play with fire, but it's the NBA Finals, the you just feel it. Yeah, I would imagine like today's game plan slash film room. It just it's the NBA finals. Like these guys 
maybe take a little more pride that it's Kawhi and this new team that that, did they take the Raptors that seriously? Because I'd say the last two and a half games, when Kevin got hurt, was it two games? I guess it was just one and a half games against the Raptors. They approached that like it was the games, like it was the last games they were ever going to play in their life. I don't know if they'll give quite that effort here, but I do think they'll give a little more than we saw with the Blazers where they kind of screw around, then they'll be like, okay, it's time. Right. We're now... I, I was listening to like Windhorse Pod, and I thought maybe maybe I don't know where, but Bontemps had a good point about Bontemps, pretty good radio guest. He's always on the Dickinson and Steinmetz show on Saturday. He always mm-hmm. brings the effort for as a guest, and he said it's a good that show. it is a good show. The the game four against the Blazers had them getting blown out, written all over them, and Myers Leonard just had the game of his life, had 25 in the first half. Like, that that had them losing by 30, but that guy just had a moment from Jesus, handed him the basketball, where he's on fire NBA Jam style, and that's why the game was even close, you know? Yeah. They were just – and I, I just don't think the Warriors looked at them like an equal. And I don't necessarily know if they will with the Raptors, but it's still the NBA Finals. And we saw, like, last year with the Cavs, you know what's crazy about that Cavs game? Remember game one when LeBron arguably had one of the greatest games in just NBA history? It was like 50, 20, and 10. Yeah. But just like one guy. Now that team is not as good as this Raptors team, but he almost beat the Warriors single-handedly, and the Warriors were trying. You know, he was just – it had to be one of the greatest games he ever played. It was remar- I just remember watching it being like this is remarkable. I kind of I kind of mi- I missed that him. I don't miss this year's version of him in these playoffs, but I missed that version of him. But he did, he stopped after that. Like yeah. that, we just got that one game and then JR. That's right. Remember that? Oh, remember god. the NBA Finals was kind of defined by JR's bonehead moment. Oh my god, so incredible. And LeBron is still the meme when he's pointing going the wrong way. Oh. So amazing. <laughs> what, what was the what happened again? It was a tie game. There was a missed free throw. Right, but it was a, it was a tie game, and he thought maybe they had the lead, right? That's it was a tie. yes, because he dribbled it out like they had the lead, and he was just going to dribble it away. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it had to be a tie game because also like put it back up, right? Why right. don't you shoot? Right. What a disaster! And then they called timeout, but it was too late. Yeah, because there was only like there was only like three or four seconds left. Yeah, the huddle photo. That's right. So it had to be a tie game. They dribble it out, go to overtime, is what ends up happening. It was one of those moments where one of the greatest players of all time had one of the greatest games of all time, and J.R. Smith fucked him. I mean, everyone kind of felt bad. Like J.R. was getting roasted. That was bad. It was terrible. And then is that when LeBron fake hit the wall and broke his hand? Had to have been, right? That was game one. So, um, All right. Kevin Durant, nothing's really changed here. Will we see him in these playoff, uh, in these finals? Will it mean Steph finally gets his MVP that we've been waiting on, the finals MVP? I, I, honestly, it's so funny to me that the finals MVP has even been a thing for Steph, but it is for other people, I guess. Um, what do you think? I mean, because at this point, Kevin's not. Kevin can't win the Finals MVP unless somehow it's like the Warriors are down two zero and Kevin comes back and you know something crazy like that. But I was thinking about this because I was watching this. Uh, I was at the gym, and on television was like NFL Network was doing some of like the greatest seasons, and it was the '94 season on the 49ers, 
and then the next season was like the Cowboys, and the next season was the Favre when he won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre won three straight MVPs, had one of the greatest three-year stretches in NFL history, went to two Super Bowls, won one. He was not the Super Bowl MVP. Now, it's a little different in football. You're saying he was never the Super Bowl MVP. He was, Yeah, his, it is Super Bowl. I think Desmond Howard was Super Bowl MVP. He was not the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Even though during that Desmond had the stretch, kick return, right? Yeah, he was the three. He won three straight MVPs in the NFL. Like it was one of the greatest three-year stretches in NFL history quarterback play. Led his team to two Super Bowls. And it took fucking a crazy moment from Elway or they would have been back-to-back champs. I, You know, do we overrate the MVP? Like, I think we do. Now, I do think the NBA and the NFL are different, right? Like Malcolm yeah, Smith it, it was does, a Super Bowl MVP. It doesn't parallel itself perfectly. The Super but Bowl MVP like, can be weird. Let's just say Clay averaged 35. I would love for Clay to have an MVP, a, a finals MVP. I don't think it's something he has to have. Now, if he I had agree with the, you. the series he just had against Portland, he'd be the easy, he'd be the unanimous MVP. Well, don't you think it'll be hard for him not to win the MVP if Kevin never doesn't play a game and they win? Yeah, the I mean, unless Kevin doesn't play a game and they lose, then I would say Kawhi would be the lock. Yeah, but like you're not going to get like a. Andre's not winning the second one. Could Draymond win it? I think he could. He could. Do you have the odds? Do you have odds? Finals MVP. I, I look. They're not up on um, the MVP, on the MVP stuff. So where do we, how do we feel about now? The Warriors obviously we've been talking about this a lot, and they're not playing. Do you, do you think we will see Kevin Durant play another Warriors game? I do not. I wouldn't be shocked to see him appear. Like. Let's like say Willis th- Reed? Yeah, not really play, but just like Kirk Gibson. Let's get him on the court. Well, Gibson had to save it. Let's, you know, it's like game three. The Warriors win. They're up 3 0. Now it's game four at home. And Kevin's available if they're not going to run him out there in a close game. But if, you know, there's five minutes left in a blowout, he'll come out and wave and the crowd will chant, one more year, one more year. Well, except they'll chant like MVP for Steph, 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 and it'll drive him out of town. But like there will be this moment where people are like, if this is the last time we see Kevin Durant as a warrior, we must appreciate the greatness. What a run it was. You know, I feel like we might get that. Was that your Mike Breen? No, that was that was that wasn't. Yeah, uh, that wasn't Bob really Fitzgerald Green, mi- mi- mixed with Green. I gotta say, Jeff, that was my Mark Jackson. Mark down. Kevin down. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that might be in the card. Yeah, I, I I don't see him going Gibson, Willis Reed. To me, he's not coming out if he's not like really close to 100%. Like I, I don't see a 75% Kevin limping around. One thing that would be interesting because the series, you know what's crazy about the finals? Is it's not like the NBA, the conference finals, where it's every other day. Mm-hmm. It's like spread out over three, like a month. <laughs> like it's, it's when you look at the date, it's like, geez, the finals doesn't even start till Thursday. Then they don't play Sunday. Then they back and they play Wednesday, and then it's again like Sunday. Like it's really spread out. Now, if they were to like lose two straight games and they're coming back to Oracle down 2-0, and he's like eighty-five percent. Does him and Rich go, this is kind of our moment to get our juice back on the Twitter. You know, it's my team, bitch. He needed us. That's what I could see. Like, I, 
if the Warriors come back up 2-0 and he's like 85%, does he even try to get in the mix? Guy, that would have meant they won how many straight games? Seven and a half without him? That's, you're that's saying the there's a ri- the, are you the saying there's thing- a risk in coming back if it if you come back up 2-0 and then you guys lose game three with you? Yeah, because they've been rolling. To me, there's an elephant in the room here. What is the narrative on social media? And people are like, oh, they don't No, Kevin cares. So if they're if they're getting their ass kicked, let's say they've lost two straight games. It would be an enormous story, right? This historic team up down two nothing without Kevin. Kevin kind of saved the day then. If it's the opposite, Kevin's kind of got something to lose because he comes back and they're up and then they start losing or and he's not 100%. It's kind of risky for him. Right. But I, I do think the quote-unquote narrative with Kevin factors in here, unlike other players. Like, Boogie's going to play because he you just wants to play in a playoff game. He wants to play, right? Here's the other thing, though. Like, this is – and I know we've kind of – this is the NBA Finals. So if you're – the one, thing my bookie, the one thing my bookie does have is the odds of where he, where like all the free agents are going to play. Yeah, and his odds of going to New York, like he, they're the heavy favorite for him. Did you see like Stephen a, a? Uh, I mean, I, I see him every day on social media, but probably missed. What are you uh, well, referring to? Uh, yelling about how he'll drive. Basically, he'll drive the he'll drive the car to pick uh, Kevin up in New York. Kevin up, but they did it. It was like baby faces. The baby thing, the baby filter I'm a fan of. I am too. And again, like even Steven would have to admit this. We, we openly do when we talk about topics. Steven lives in New York now. His show is based in New York. He also has a radio show in New York. Kevin Durant for Steven is incredible for business, right? Yeah, because Kevin is not just any NBA star. He's an NBA star that is in the news a lot. He is. Yeah, there he, are topics. Like, you notice Steven's not talking about the other players. For New- he wants Kevin. If they and want Kawhi else. or if they want Kyrie, like, they don't do the same thing that Kevin No, does. he wants Kevin because it's great for business. I, I did find the MVP odds, actually. So, okay. Steph is the minus 150. The next closest would be Kawhi at plus 250, which to me is not very good odds because he should be, like, plus 500 just given how big of an underdog the Raptors are to win the series and the only way he can win the finals MVP is for them to win the series Kevin Durant plus 1200 really the next best odds is Draymond yeah. who's almost double Clay's almost double the odds Draymond's 8 to 1 and Clay's 14 to 1 so yeah I mean wouldn't you imagine if Draymond if Steph averages 30 like 35 and 5 and Draymond goes like 15 10 and 12 He's got like four straight triple doubles. Yeah, well, I'd love to see him win it. I think he's capable of winning it. I think the NBA Finals MVP is very different. Like we talked about, John, here's a list of guys, and I think this is why it would be great. Because there's always this debate about, like, how good would Draymond be on another team? Well, he's on this team, and it's a historically great team, and he's one of its best players. Steph doesn't need the validation, but here are your Finals MVPs. And really... It's a testament to the Warriors because you would say Andre is kind of an outlier compared to these other guys. KD, KD, LeBron, Andre, 
Sneaky, don't forget, Kawhi already has one. LeBron, LeBron, Dirk, Kobe, Kobe, Paul Pierce, Tony Parker, D-Wade, Tim Duncan, Chauncey, Duncan, Shaq, 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 Duncan, Jordan, 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 Olajuwon, Olajuwon, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, James Worthy, Magic, Larry Bird, Kareem, Larry Bird, Moses, Magic. Cedric Maxwell, Magic. I mean, Good group, yeah. I keep going back. Bill Walton That's and why Rick Barry probably, and John Havlicek and Iguodala, Jerry West. Iguodala is probably the biggest outlier of them all just because he wasn't – the guy on his team was the MVP of the league. That's unheard of, right? I think it – yeah. I, and I I'd do think a lot of people, when I hear media people talk about it, say they voted for Steph or think that Steph should have won it. Like, it, I don't know if that one's aged that well. Even though everyone would acknowledge, like, Iguodala was really important, but – Oh, uh, Steph, you, you're saying you don't know if Andres has aged well? When I say not because he hasn't, his legacy like is only increased, but just Steph probably deserved that one. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you guard LeBron, like you get, you know, that warrants. You're right. I mean, you could have gone. That was back in strength and numbers prime, I think, wasn't it? Or was that not a thing yet? I, th- I think that was a thing the moment Steve got there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, John, you've been watching the uh, Giants and the A's? Uh, yeah, a little bit here and there. Did you see the, the Mike Yastrzemski first hit the other day was incredible on uh, Sunday when he got back-picked at first base. It, yeah, you showed tragic me. Tragic video. Sent me the video. I thought the craziest part was I was watching, uh, I was waiting to get some Haberman pre- and post-game live on the A's. I think it was Saturday, but you guys only go 30 minutes, That's so right. I go... And Lasky and those guys were on an hour before, so I flipped on there uh, before I just went on with my life. But <laughs> they opened up like their opening story was, yeah, this Yaskrimski's kid or grandson coming up. Mm-hmm. And Lasky had a pretty good perspective because he was the oldest guy, you know, is rich, Aurelia next to him. And he's like, well, this guy's family is used to some pressure. You know, his grandpa replaced this guy named Ted Williams. And everything worked out okay, and like I was like, "Damn, that's we, we talk, so many moments in sports history." The guy that replaced the guy Wally Pip, whatever, like that's the guy fucking replaced Ted Williams and became one of the all-time great players, and for forty-five years was the only guy that had a triple crown. It took forty-five. Lasky had some stats. Like God, Lasky's on top of his shit here. He is. This is, this is Lasky's wheelhouse here. Talking. Right. 1950s baseball. Do him and Vita still do a radio show? I don't think they do a radio they, show. On. They do a radio show. Vita, I just don't think, does a television anymore. But so, so they're still on KMBR on Saturdays? Yes, I heard, I I heard, like that I heard Marty say, coming up tonight, Vita oh, okay. and, uh, and Lasky. You know that it took 45 years, though, from the Yaz until Miguel Cabrera took him down. Not took him down, but just got the triple, the triple crown. crown again. Yeah, yeah. But I think here's this not that we're going to go deep into Mike Yastrzemski here, but I but what was funny I was watching them on Sunday the Giants and Saturday, and you know we're the the Giants they're just like Yastrzemski Yastrzemski needs his first hit you know he's not a top prospect like at all like we are a ways away John from the Giants the rebuild you made the point to me from talking to John Dickinson but I'll, I'll steal the point which is it really hasn't even started yet. Like, we still have potentially the Bumgarner trade. They still, maybe they'll draft number one next year. But well, they're going to tra- trade all the bullpen guys, Will Smith and all those guys. And they should, gone. but we are a ways away. I, I mean, they're god awful guy. There was a moment on Saturday where I thought to myself, 
it was 10 nothing i think in the 5th inning and they had just lost 18 to 2 and i was thinking this has to be a major league record for most runs scored in a 14 inning stretch like eight, 28 runs in 14 i mean it's just nuts and then it came out yesterday that the three game series was the most runs the arizona diamondbacks have ever scored in a three game series yeah at whatever what would they score yesterday 6 so it would have been 34 this team is so shitty. The irony is the A's are they're, they're probably going to make the playoffs again. They're really good. If you put the A's team with Olsen and Chapman and Chris Davis and all those guys, and I know Chris Davis would struggle to play in the NL, but just you just move in the like the San Francisco, that place would be rocking. There was a moment yesterday just watching the two games on television. I don't know you were at the A's game on Friday night. Well, yesterday, the Giants, I had a friend, family friend that went to the game on Saturday and was just not a big sports guy or whatever, but he's like, took his kid. His first comment to me yesterday was, God, there was just no one there. And for them, no one there is not like A's 5K, but it is probably like 18K. And we people used to always brag in the Bay, like on big days, like Memorial Day, if they had two-day games and a couple – some fireworks or whatever, that there would be like 70,000 people. You know, that the A's got like 30,000 and the Giants had their sellout at 40. There would be a lot of people there. I, I think actual butts in the seats yesterday, barrier baseball, might have been around 20,000 people. And it's just – it's sad because the A's are actually good. Uh, and now they have this core of guys that are really entertaining. I enjoy watching them more than the Giants. And the Giants are unwatchable guys. Yeah, they, like they, they are they – are, they're the ultimate worst-case scenario. They're boring. They can't hit. They have no star power that is any good. Like you, Oh crap. Crawford sucks. Belt sucks. Well, Hoses they don't have the prospect. Yeah. They don't have the, the top flight prospects that are up, you know, where yeah, you're like, just, we're bad, but we're young. Like, you know, you watch the blue Jays at all. Like they got their ass kicked the other day, but they got Kevin Biggio hit his first career home run the other day. And well, anytime Vlad comes up, Vlad's a thing. Just watch. Yeah. 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 You know, I I'm with you. I think Ramon Laureano, like there are a bunch of guys, Marcus Simeon. These are guys that have, uh, if they were playing in front of a full house, or maybe they'd be on the if they were on the Giants, if this team was playing there, they would be. But the Giants imagine would be selling if Chapman out. and Olsen were Giants. Oh, dude. Uh, and I think their thing is kind of like it'll be interesting. When do the Giants get good, and when do the A's get a stadium that they're building towards? Because their thing is like we're gonna we are working to get good when that stadium comes. But then they won ninety seven games last year, and they're like you said, they've not the divisions are all pretty wrapped up in the American league, but the wild card is the Rays has the first one. And then it'll be the probably the Red Sox or the A's for the second wild card. Um, or are the, are the A's going to go on a, their classic A streak where they win 25 or 30 right now? Oh, well, they're on one, right? They've won eight in a row. I thought it was nine, nine now. Yeah. Look at me. Look at you. Cause it was seven, eight, nine. Yeah, it's nine. It's but again, I, I enjoy, I'm more you of a giant watching guy, but I'm an a, I like watching. The A's have just been consistently more entertaining for years. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they've are they done a good job of just cycling their prospects a lot. You know, it's like Josh Donaldson, I can't believe he's gone. Well, we, this Chapman guy's pretty good. But, yeah, well, here's the other part of it, right, is that the Warriors are going to move down the street from the Giants next year. Not that this year. This year in a few months. Think about that. Well, it's not I, next year now. It's October. Have you driven by there? Like been like parallel to it, like where you could just walk out and see it? Um, I've driven by it a couple times, but not in the last few months. I never have. I mean, it at least from afar on the bridge, you can see the crane. Are they ready? Because they're going to start doing concerts here pretty soon, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, they, yeah. what are we a couple months away from when concerts starting? Because the basketball yeah. season starts. That's what I'm saying. Basketball. When you October. play this long, the opening day is not that far away for for. 
what's it called? Chase. It was the Oracle AT&T. I get all my stadiums confused. I would imagine they got concerts, I don't know, July? Let me just go to gswconstruction.com slash webcam and peek in on the stadium here. Yeah, I, I think Lakeup is kind of... I think it's a little later than July. Uh, maybe, But, I mean, again, when does opening day for basketball start? Like October? Well, play, yeah, October is when the hoops is. But so maybe I, I feel September. like September is when they've got Metallica coming in. Elton John. Well, Metallica's not that... I mean, September's not that far off. No, I mean, guy, it's we're... three months. We're like four days away from June 1st. It's three months, John. Three months. Touch, we're like, oh, we're just in 2019. No, 2020. Like, that stadium's going to open while the baseball season's still going on. 1,000%. I... I just think the Giants. I, I say this all the time, and listen, I like I I really like baseball. I, I love. I, I just watch a ton of it. I enjoy the sport, but I think now in 2019, given the pace of everything we do, and just the urgency of our lives, and I think basketball doesn't benefit from this in the regular season. They got crushed this year. Six months has now been proven. Their regular season doesn't matter. It's one thing the football, and you've always said this, and I I'm. 100% believe it now. They just benefit from the way the sport is set up. Sport is a sport. You just play once a week. That makes games more important. Where in baseball, you play every day. It doesn't matter. So even when you're good, like you don't have to be super locked in. But now they're historically shitty. Like They're, they're looking at probably three straight years of 100 losses. Their manager's leaving. Their team, their players couldn't be any more stale and not good and kind of overpaid and kind of unmovable. Like, I'm not talking about like the bum gardeners, but like their core guys. They're kind of getting stuck with watching Brandon Belt. So you start hate watching them. And I, I just think this is the wrong time to be shitty given our what's going on in this community. It's not like the Giants are the only thing we got. Like they, we got the Warriors who are awesome. Jimmy's coming back. And hopefully the Niners are better. Just again, for business, I'm not yeah. biased. I want it for I think it's just tough. And and I think they're they're feeling it economically right now because no one's going. Well, but I, I also think very when you, low attendance. Yeah, when you're bad, you're just gonna, you know, you're bad, you're bad, and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. The question but is when you're really bad, guy. Yeah, I'm, but whatever. Like when you're bad, the question is when you're good, do people come? Most teams, when you're suck, no, when you suck, nobody shows up. Like that's what that's that's not a failing business. That's just when you suck, you suck. But the no, question I'm not is, the, I'm not saying the business is. You know, I'm no, just saying, I'm just like, saying. So when they're good in time. five years. The good thing for them is their season, a lot of their season doesn't overlap. Now, half their season, some of their season overlaps with the Warriors, obviously, if they keep winning, and football. But you just wonder, like, if I'm a corporation, or is all my money going to be tied up in the suites at the new Warriors or suites at, if Levi's, if the Raiders, if the Niners are good again, is it going to be tied up down there? Where's my corporate money going to be? I, sometimes I think we do this, though, guy. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer or uh, Negative Nancy here. But to just assume they're going to be really good in three or four years also assumes, like, one reason that, the let's see, the Astros got good, they nailed picks. So I love Joey Bart in theory, but he's got to come up and be, like, an impact guy. Because to me, part of the way you turn around baseball is when you get a couple of those top picks, you then get your core two or three duo. The Cubs did it obviously with Chris Bryant and then Rizzo, who Rizzo was on another team, but they got him. You know, I think the the Astros are a good example with like Springer, Correa. Like they nailed their two or three main picks. The Giants. They missed some too, though. They didn't miss some. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you can miss some, but you got to hit a fucking out-of-the-park home run with multiple all-stars. The Giants, Posey, Linscombe, Kane. Boom, their core was just kind of set. You know, 
can they do like Bell, as much Pablo as I, Crawford? These are all local homegrown. Pablo I, not a draft pick, but but those guys were like those guys were like solid pieces, but they're like blue blue chippers were like Posey Bumgarner. Right. Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Just assume like Farhan. Top I, picks. I, think all not, top I picks. already do this. Look at the ace, like Chapman Olson. Are, are we sure that Joey Bart is going to be as good as one of those two guys? We just see in baseball, it's just so hard to know, right? Like in basketball, it's like, yeah, yeah this guy's probably going to be pretty good. Like I, I love in theory everything about Joey Bart, but we've seen time and time oh. again guys come up and well, it's just hard. No, I'm not counting on. I mean, yeah, that's, I like what, him that's to be all good I'm too. saying. It's just I'm just. But my ultimate it. point is like this thing. There's not really anything like. You're freaking out about the attendance now. Like it's not changing. The only way to change it is get good, and it's gonna be a little while till they're good. So it's not like I'm doing shruggy emoji. Like they now the good news is John. It's crazy they don't have a great pick this year. the The good news is that uh, I mean it's fine. It's a fine. It's fine. It's not great. The good news is maybe they'll have the first pick next year. Spencer Torkelson from ASU. I'm all about that. Hit bombs. And then John, he's only be six years away from the bigs. You see Sac State made the baseball tournament? Not only they make the baseball tournament, they're at the Stanford Regional with Fresno State. So, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, because Fresno State's not in the whack anymore, huh? Mountain West. Mountain West. So what's the Stanford Regional? And Santa Barbara. West Coast getting fucked again. Why are you getting fucked? Because they, they all play each other. Like, well, you don't want that. You want them not, to spread out. Yeah, but not unlimited cash. It makes sense. Well, like Cal is going to Arkansas and ASU is going to LSU, I want to say. Yeah. Who's in Arkansas? Uh, Cal, TCU, somebody else in Arkansas. So Stanford is the heavy favorite in theirs. Uh, in theirs, yes. Yeah. Did, did Santa Barbara win the big Did Cal Poly make it? Uh, I don't think so. No, God damn it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just think in baseball, unlike football and basketball, where you kind of know, for every, like, when Chris Bryant was drafted, it was a really big deal. But we've seen a lot of Chris Bryants then become like John Middlecoffs. Like, who, where, when, right? For every Chris Bryant, there's just a lot of guys that then don't live up to the hype. It's no different than, like, Matt sure. Chapman was not, I think he was 15th overall. Olsen, but that's pretty I think, high. was a like, later. 15 overall is pretty high. No, but my point is, like, Sometimes the guy who goes 15 is better than the guy you take at six. Well, yeah, but the famous one, of course, is Trout, right? I think the Angels passed on Trout before they drafted him. But I, but let's even throw – I'm just saying, like, they're drafting at nine. Like, it's not just – sometimes you get Timmy. Sometimes you get Haberman, you yeah, know? No. I, I just think it's pretty – baseball is kind of random that way. No, no doubt. And I, I love everything that, like I, – I appreciate Farhan just churn, 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 churn the roster. And I know it's driving – how much shit are the players in that ro- in that locker room saying? Like, kind of blaming because it is an easy excuse if you're belt. Like, go always new teammates, new teammates. Like a belt, like yeah, well, a ball went under your leg yesterday. Yeah, no, I. But you just know baseball. Like there, there are for sure some guys in that locker room. Man, this dude, yeah, there, there, it's a ways away. It is a ways away. But I'm just that's why I just watch ASU Friday. Watch Spencer Torkelson could be a. Top three, four, five pick next year. Grew up a Barry Bonds fan. Petaluma John hit two bombs the other day in front of a party bus of sixty people at Cal. So maybe the Giants will get him. Well, how sweet would it be if the Giants had like the fourth or fifth pick? They could take the guy from Cal. Fourth or fifth? Oh, you mean this year? Yeah. Yeah, this year might take the third pick to get him. 
Well, guy, you, you act like they're going to get the first pick. I, the Orioles right now are sixteen and thirty-seven. Yeah, they're terrible. The, t- they, the Tigers are nineteen and thirty-one. They're two terrible teams. I, <laughs> I would bet. The well, Giants this is su- like the American League sucks. Pick. Baseball's got to stop this. Make it end. The, the Giants are not going to get the number one overall pick. I heard, which is okay. Picking up from dinner the other night, Marty Lurie was talking. I guess Schmoltz had an idea. He's like, the problem with so many shitty teams is a lot of teams are out of the race so fast that if you split it up, did you hear his thing? Like to make two separate seasons, like the minor leagues do like you win the first half and then the second half to get like playoff bursts, just so like other teams are in it, you know, just right right now over half the league is like, whatever. So he, yeah. What Smoltz wants is to have uh, each division to have two champions, one from before the break and one from after the break. Yeah, but, and if but you I win guess, both, then you get a buy. Something like that, yeah. It, you know, it was, I didn't actually hear, but I think that makes sense. I didn't hear exactly what a setup yeah, was. Yeah, no, I that's what he wants. So he wants. Okay, yeah. He wants He's, there the, to be. Is that, what the, is that what the minor leagues do? He wanted the minor leagues. Not team. everybody, but there are some levels that do. Like, yeah, I think the lower levels do that. You like that idea? Um, I hadn't really thought about it a ton, but I don't. Even even Marty was like, I don't hate it just to get a little urgency early in the season. Yeah, if, if you're arrogant enough in baseball now to think like you have to think of ways to get younger people interested, and I'm not saying like ten year olds, I'm talking like thirty five year olds. Yeah, just add some urgency to May. I, I don't think it's crazy. I now the one risk would be right is that you get to the playoffs and you got some team that won in the first half, like the Mariners last year. Maybe they would have won the West in the first half and then just fell apart. And it's like, oh god, now we got the Mariners in the playoffs. Right. Well, that's that, fine if they're in a wild card, right? Yeah, maybe it's fine. Maybe it's fine. But uh what two, four, six. I think his idea would be to expand it to eight. So you'd have Yeah, I don't know exactly exactly how it would work, but um no, I I'd be open to something. I uh I, I think I was thinking this the other day. When you've got a baseball team that's good like right now that you just think like we can make the playoffs it's may and we're playing well like that's pretty awesome because you get it every day right like you know that feeling it's easy to forget it but like if you're a yankee fan right now oh but when you've got a team that's bad it is just death it's unwatchable it's like it's may that's what i told lasky yesterday when i saw him i'm like dude you do an hour of pre and post my man i pray for you and he keeps a positive attitude to, to me that's the difference between basketball and baseball like in baseball you're playing the Yankees or whatever. Well, Judge might be hurt. We may get some off days. Like in basketball, even when the Warriors sucked or the Kings sucked, it's like, oh, Allen Iverson's coming into well, town. Oh, Vince Carter's coming into town. Also, the game is just based a little more on athleticism and speed, and so yeah, there's some so entertainment. You can suck and, have a sweet and if you're player. not good, you get to watch Darren Fox every day. But imagine you're not good, and your best player is a starting pitcher. Well, once a week you watch him. Well, guy, that's was that a sneaky shot? The Kings are good. What about, no, but you know what I'm saying. No, I know what you're saying. But, like, even back in the day when the Kings sucked, you still had an all-star Mitch Richmond who, like, oh, I got to watch. Mitch went for 30 tonight. Good, John. Yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. Your bar's low, man. Not good, but they were much more competitive. Yeah, they, they were, were more, more than crap. just entertaining. They were they were fun and competitive, yeah. Not a sneaky shot. And that's where, in, in baseball, even if, you got, even if your team sucks, but you got a sweet guy, you just, well, if you didn't watch those innings, you don't get to see his ABs. Like, in basketball... If you're a Suns fan, you're like, well, Booker averaged 30 this year, and most nights I just got to watch him dominate. Well, you know, yeah, like it'd be cool if Mike Yastrzemski was like the third number three on the Giants prospect list, but he's not. He's 28. He's not a top 30 prospect. 
Like he's just a guy that needed a hit whose family was at the game and whose grandfather was Carl Yastrzemski. And it's cool, but he's not Vlad Jr. Well, I, I, exactly. Last had a good point. He's like, or maybe it was Richard Williams. Like, let's call this what it is. If this was, what's his name? Mike? If this yeah. was Mike Smith, no one would care. You know? I mean, it's well, a big I always like a guy who's trying to get his first hit. But that's just me. No, I, I know, but his point was like one of the reasons we're talking about this because oh, of his right, last name. Right. You know? Yeah. We would talk about, yeah, they brought this guy up, but it resonates because his grandpa. How about that? Uh, okay. All right. I'm ready to eat. All right. Uh, see ya. Peace. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.